walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Podcast. Hello, friends. It's Pastor Courtney back with this week's installment of the PCOM podcast. We are continuing on in our season of vision casting and exploration. We have a few more weeks to go. And this week focused on the text in Exodus that speaks of manna in the wilderness, Exodus 16. And that dovetailed with our vision principle of friendship. What does it mean that we at PCOM are called to make the hope of Jesus present through friendship? And at first, these things feel like they have nothing to say to each other, manna in the wilderness and our spiritual call to friendship. But in fact, they have a lot in common. The Israelites are in the desert, the children of God, they are hungry, and they need food. And this is not an unreasonable request. (laughs) Anytime I take my kids on a trip and I didn't think to throw snacks in the car, you know, we've been driving for an hour and suddenly they're like, we're hungry. And I have this moment of being irritated as a parent because I'm trying to get from point A to point B and, you know, there's always something that seems to slow us down or derail the trip. And then I think this is not an unreasonable request. They're kids they're hungry, they're growing, they need a lot of food. I'm the one who didn't pack the snacks. So the people of God in the desert are hungry and they cry out to God and God responds by sending bread from heaven. And it's called manna because manna was basically the phrase, what is it? In Hebrew, it falls from the sky and they all say, what is it? And then they realize it's delicious. It tastes like honey wafers. It's bread. It falls from heaven every day and they have enough to eat and their hunger is satisfied. As we've been pursuing God, as we've been crafting this vision together in conversation with you and our deacons and elders and staff, we've been asking what are our people hungry for? What, not just our congregation, but when we go out into the community and talk to our friends and our neighbors, what is it that they are hungry for? And we have discovered that we are living in a culture of extreme loneliness. And that's true nationally. The, the statistics bear it out, particularly among youth and young adults and seniors. And those are two of our biggest demographics here at PCOM. It's true nationally, and it's true in particular in Orange County. The people who report to be lonely, the people who report to have two or fewer close friends, the numbers are staggering. And one of the reasons God calls us together as a worshiping community is for fellowship, for friendship, so we can be as brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers to each other, as sons and daughters to each other. Daryl's family lives up in the Los Angeles area. Mine lives all the way across the country. And we have days where we realize how hard it is. You know, even living up in Los Angeles, people can't just pop over. It's, it's a commitment to get down here. It's an hour and a half with light traffic, more with heavy traffic. We've realized how often the church has been family to us. 
We've been like family, surrogate aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins, folks we can call on to say, hey, we're both teaching this Sunday morning at the same time. And dear, dear folks within our congregation have taken our kids to Denny's and driven them to the park and watched them in the church office, teenagers who babysit for us and older adults who have become like aunts and uncles and grandparents and peers who let our kids mix with their kids as they tumble around in the backyard. Church, the body of Christ, is one of God's answers to loneliness. But the solution is not grab everybody in your neighborhood, bring them to church, and they won't be lonely anymore. The solution, the answer, what God is calling us to is to cultivate friendships right where people are. So Greg Finke talks about this in Joining Jesus, talks about thinking through what your natural neighborhoods are. And that's probably the street on which you live, but it's probably also your office or your retirement community or the places you frequent. My my donut shop down in San Juan Capistrano, J.D. Flannel Donuts, you all need to go there. Daryl says I'm an evangelist for three things, Jesus, birds, and J.D. Flannel, and he's not wrong. But that is one of my neighborhoods. I'm there often enough. I know almost all of the employees by name, and they know me, and we have conversations, and we talk about life as we're eating donuts, especially when I go when it's not busy. But Finky talks about thinking through what your neighborhoods are and how you can be a good friend to those whom you encounter. And we see Jesus doing this time and time again in scripture. People flocked to him, not just because of the miracles and the feeding of the 5,000 and but they flocked to him because Jesus listened and Jesus loved well. And we cannot love and befriend every single person in Orange County on our own, but we can each love and befriend a handful of people that God has put in our path. We can love them with the love of Jesus, which is love that is generous and gracious and kind and good. What would it be for you to be a friend on your street? What would it be for you to be a friend in your neighborhood? What would it be for you to be a friend at your school, at your place of business, at the place where you buy your coffee or get your burritos? Many of you know Gary, who plays in the band and the awake service. Fairly often he plays bass. Sometimes he wears this black hat that has a bass clef on it, which always makes me laugh. But Gary Jackson met, Pastor Jackson met when Gary was working at Chipotle. And Pastor Jackson goes to Chipotle often enough and he talks to enough people and he's befriended enough of the staff there that he got into a conversation with Gary where Gary said, yeah, I'm working here, but really I'm a musician and that's my first love. And Jackson said, what do you play? And things took off from there. And Gary ended up coming to worship at our church where he plays bass But even if he hadn't, the gift of friendship and connection, God would have been glorified in those conversations. Our culture, our community is desperately hungry for connection, for friendship, for the love of Jesus. And they may have had a bad experience with church. They may not be interested in church. They may have grown up in a different religion or be practicing a different religion today, But our love through friendship speaks volumes. And eventually in these conversations, there will be opportunities to ask one more question. 
or they will ask us a question about the hope that we have about who we are and what's important to us. And these slow seeds of evangelism can grow over time. It takes the pressure off, right? The format used to be knock, knock. Did you know you're going to hell? And that's not really, that's not really the thing anymore, in part because it proved to be wildly ineffective. <laughs> but to be able to reach others with the love and friendship of Jesus Christ is often as simple as pausing for a few moments at the mailbox and realizing that neighbor is hungry. That neighbor is hungry for a friend, for a conversation, for two or three minutes of our time. That from those tiny mustard seeds, great trees can grow because of the love and faithfulness of Jesus. So that's what we mean when we are talking about friendship. And the other connection that I want to make today between manna in the wilderness and our call to make the hope of Jesus present through friendship is that this story begins and ends with God. We are invited into the work God is doing, and that's as much to bless us as it is to bless our neighbors. But the work starts with God. The work has already begun. The seeds are already being planted. So part of our job is to go through our days with our eyes open and our hands open and our hearts readied because God is at work. God is already at work. And once we start to cultivate this awareness, we will often find ourselves continually surprised by the fact that God is indeed already at work. We've been praying for a neighbor and suddenly that neighbor comes over and says, hey, I've, I've had a hard day. Like, can we talk? That's God at work. We're praying for the person from whom we buy our coffee every morning. And one day that person opens up and says, you know, I'm going through a struggle in my marriage. And we pause and we ask, can I pray for you? And one person in this great, big, beautiful world knows that they are not alone. Our world is starving. It's starving for genuine connection, for true community, for relationship with people who are not trying to sell them something or convince them of something or change them, but instead just want to know them and love them. And that doesn't mean there won't be transformation down the line. People who are living in hopelessness are so hungry for hope. And when they sense it, when they find it, they will want to follow it to get more of it. There are more conversations ahead. But genuine friendship just starts with conversation and especially with listening. Daryl always says these, these conversations are even better over food, and that is almost always the case. So throw the block party. Have the neighbors over for dinner and don't make it fancy. Walk to the park with popsicles and the kids, your kids and the neighbor kids and their parents. Buy a couple of pizzas and sit at a picnic table. God is at work. The same God who fed the Israelites when they were in the wilderness and there was no food to be had wants to shower these blessings around Mission Viejo and Laguna Niguel and Lake Forest and San Clemente and Dana Point and San Juan Capistrano near that donut place. So my question for you is, 
Who is God calling you to befriend? And many of us have friends at church, and that is a beautiful and holy thing. Those spiritual friendships that can encourage and challenge and grow us are deeply, deeply important. But today, I want you to think about who God is putting on your heart to pray for and befriend, who is not part of our church and possibly not part of any church. Who do you sense is lonely? And how is God calling you to offer a small mustard seed of friendship? And then return again with a watering can, and then again, and then again. That's it for today, my friends. Thanks for being with me on the PCOM podcast as we continue in this journey of the vision that God has given to us for the next five years at PCOM. It is an exciting time to be a pastor here, and my hope and prayer is that it is, a, it is an exciting time to be a parishioner as well. There are wonderful things ahead. Until next time, my friends, take care, be well, and God bless.